You are listening to the Fire Pit Podcast. Today we're talking about avoiding distractions or dealing with distractions, rather. I think lately for me, my people-pleasing, like when I realized I was a people-pleaser, I didn't, I kind of relegated it to just social interactions and not what I am doing as far as my daily things. So like, for instance, there's a, a, a group that meets and then uh, I'll, I'll meet with them. And, and then I'm like, that was really good. And, and I had a great time and I connected socially. But then as I learn more about myself and I explore more things, and this sounds bad, but I, I'll just, it's just the truth. I, don't know if it's how much I enjoyed myself or I feel like this approval from the group that I was present and I shared. But if I were to quantify what that means to me personally, I don't know that I really care. And it's very it feels cynical and weird, but, but going back to my childhood or like how I was raised or not even how I was raised, just the experiences that I had, uh, being homeschooled, teaching myself through high school, going to college and just, I've bootstrapped my whole life. I, I have become very independent. I've become successful independently. It wasn't through recommendation letters. Like if anything, the deck was stacked against me. So I've, I've grown to have this very familiar, very intimate relationship with myself, but these things have been coming up recently of, am I doing this because I'm people pleasing or, and that's why I'm tying it into it being a distraction because a distraction for me is an occurrence of something that in and of itself isn't worth anything that's just distracting my attention that I'm doing for pleasing someone else. But if I looked at it and I really, really got in there, did it really matter? Did it really have an impact? Was that conversation really fruitful? Me sharing, I share all the time. I'm always concentrating on self-edification. My wife's a therapist, so it makes it easier for me to like do these introspective deep dives into how can I be better and, and where things in my, in my blind spots. And that's something I've been struggling with. Um, and just being honest with myself of, you know, we've talked about this before, like when, Hey, we should do lunch. What I want to say is no, I don't have time. I don't really value what you bring to the table when I'm, trying to pursue all these things that I'm passionate about in my life and then being honest about where my time really is. I'd rather be spending it with my dogs or my wife or learning something. And I I, I think I've really grown to view most social interactions as major distractions and more or less a waste of time. That's interesting. I, um, we're both people pleasers. Um, 
and I think most of the people in the family are people pleasers. So we all kind of understand the pull of that. Um, so, and and I th I was thinking about this the other day about how it seems to be easier for us when we have already have certain parameters around our life. Like for instance, you've got certain number of hours that you work each day. And so you know where you're going to be during those hours. You're going to be working. Um, you go to an event. The event has a start and stop time. Okay, I can deal with that. But there's a lot of things in life that don't have start and stop time. Sometimes the start times are kind of catch you by surprise. And a lot of people don't know when to, to stop or uh, you almost uh, somebody comes over and they stay too long um, and they don't know when to go home. I'm glad they're enjoying themselves, but somebody has to to call it and say, hey, it's it's time to call it a night and it's great to see you. It was fun. Uh, and we always say, well, we'll have to do it again, which is if you really enjoyed something, you want to do that or the people pleaser say it regardless of whether they want to do it again or not, because they want to, well, they're just, they're just, um, could be guilt tripped. It, it, it could be manipulated into saying that, or it could be something that you just kind of flippantly throw out there without thinking about the, the possibility of where that might take you. Um, you know, I, well, for, let me ask you a question. Hmm. It, because we're very similar. Have you had an interaction where the person said, like you, let's say you have this, uh, this long conversation. Most of the time they're talking about themselves or anything that you talk about, they tie in with themselves to be able to talk about themselves because most people are really selfish and egotistical. That, that person, for instance, right? Not like, I, I think I, with empaths, like really empathetic people, I think we really, really love diving deep and stuff like that. But I'm not talking about those people. Those are actually like great. Like you and me, when we talk, we don't, there's no BS. It's just like, we don't like, well, how's the weather? We don't do that. But specifically for this type of person, that's like surface level, eh, it could be what it is. When they say, wow, that was a great time. And you say, it was inside yourself like what is the unadulterated raw self dialogue that for you, you really want to are you really <laughs> feeling about that you really want to go there well no i do because i'm curious if i because i'm like man am i just like not a nice person but like well, i'm curious what you go through well i i let me let me throw this out there because after we talked the other day, we were talking about this, and this kind of crossed my mind. I have to be reminded once in a while of a few things. One of them is that it's really not all about me. There are things out there that you're not going to see them coming. They're going to be around the corner, and it'll be, you know, they'll be coming at you, and you won't even expect it. But it'll happen. And that's life. And you have to realize that sometimes God 
touches us to, to, to speak to somebody that we weren't expecting to speak to. Sometimes there's somebody who's a little bit rough when it comes to relationships and they uh, tend to abuse relationships, kind of like what you're talking about. And so we have to have, I think, a little patience with that because I don't think they necessarily see that they're um, not really tuned into what they're saying or how they're coming across. I think um, this almost sounds like bragging, but if you tend to be a deeper person or eh, not deeper, empathetic, strongly empathetic, um, <clears throat> I think you you tend to be aware of yourself and how you're coming across. You're certainly aware of how other people are coming across. Um, you're trying not to be offensive. You're trying to be aware of a person's time. You're being aware of their body language. And so you're tuned in all that stuff. There's a lot of people that aren't tuned into much of that at all. Is that a part of their personality? I don't know. Um, but you find yourself interacting with those kind of people. And I think one of the lessons that I'm learning from that is there's so much of these interactions that I don't have a lot of control over. Um, and so what do I do with that? Do one thing I'm, I'm really trying not to do is over plan my time because if I don't plan and I don't know how you'd I'm, I'm going to suggest something which I haven't conquered yet. And that would be how do you plan unplanned time? And for the purpose of those unexpected things that may come up, it's it's, it's kind of a, you know, a head scratcher. All I'm trying to say is there are things that are going to happen. There are people, there are events that you didn't plan for. And you can look at them as a distraction or an interruption to your life or realize that, you know what, when I look back on my life, there have been a lot of these things all the time. And so going into any particular day in your life with a mindset of I need to be open to whatever life has me for today. You know, I, I've been thinking about the need to just Start the day with a prayer. God, whatever you want to send my way, help me to be available and ready for it. Not that I'll know what to do or what to say, but I'm thinking specifically about those unexpected encounters, unexpected problems, things taking longer than you thought they were going to take. Because I don't want to always be frustrated because people are abusing my time or things are taking longer than they should or I've got problems I can't figure out and on and on. I, I, that's life. So entering into the day with a mindset of, okay, help me to be prepared with your help, God, for whatever you send my way. And you may send somebody that is going to be a, a big interruption, but help me to know how to handle it. I mean, there, there's obvious things that you, you don't have a choice where somebody's really hurting or uh, there's a big problem and you can't walk away from it. That's not so much of a problem because you know that you have to respond to that. It's it's more the people that or the or the things that 
you can actually choose to say no to. Maybe you should. Um, but I, um, I, I've, I've just been convicted a little bit lately of just isolating myself. And I don't want to do that. Um, yes, I only have so much time. But I want to be open to interruptions <laughs> um, because they're going to happen. I know they're going to happen. Um, I have to, you know, Ryan, honestly, I have to sometimes think about certain people. Like there's a particular person I'm thinking about right now who just recently lost his wife. And um, I have to remind myself, and I hate to say this, I have to remind myself to call him. Now, I've got, I've got other things obviously going on in my life right now, so I'm not um, just sitting around wondering what to do with myself. But I have to remind myself, hey, um, make some time for this guy. Give him a call, and he may want to talk for a while. Or, or like he did one day, he came over and he stayed a long time. But he needed to. He needed to talk because he was still in dealing with mourning and the loss of his wife. And um, I, I had to be there for him. But it is so easy, and just l listening to you and, and to me, me too, that to, to just uh, overplan your time so that you really end up planning to see interruptions in a negative way. Okay. Um, does that make sense? Yeah. And that's good. I, I, I used to be much more rigid and, and then I, I was just angry all the time because all my things didn't get done. I've organized my things where they're in priority. So if I get to them, that's great. And if I don't, which let's be honest, we've talked about this before. I've never completed all of them in one day. It's just, you know, what I'm shooting for. And so I've, I've, instead of having them be at a certain time, it's just like they're in a bucket and I just pick up whatever I'm going to work on or do. Or if I feel like it, some days it's, hey, my, I'm mentally I'm done. Or someone called or came over. And, and I have done better with pivoting um, in those situations. I think from the social thing, I honestly think it's not me being cynical as much as I think that I'm just jaded because I've been a people pleaser for over 30 years. And I think it's a lot of anger with myself that I had all these relationships that weren't really either beneficial or they really liked it. So I was like, Ooh, they like it. So I like it too. And instead of like, what do you want? Like I didn't like the runaway bride. I didn't know how I liked my eggs. For years, like I had no idea, like, what are your interests? Well, my private interests are this, but the interests that I show to the world so that I can be likable are these things. So I agree with you. And, and in, in, in the face of tragedy, right? Like losing my dog is nowhere near losing a wife. But well, first I'll say this. When I was talking to my wife about this, she was like, well, I'm, I care about you. And I was like, huh? I, so then not only am I jaded, but then I spend a disproportionate, a disproportionate amount of time focusing on 
all these people that you don't really have much interactions with and you could just tune them out. But I think it's triggering from being jaded that like, oh, all these people are trying to use me instead of like, focus on the people that, right, not every relationship is going to be amazing. Not everybody's going to be empathetic. So focus on the small group of people like yourself that I can pour my life into and really invest time into and then deal with those other people as they come along. And they may only be here for a season, but just recognizing like, like I was saying about, and then flipping over to the tragedy side of it, you know, with my dog, I was super distraught. And at that moment, the social aspect became crucial. If it wasn't for me branching out and being social and just pleading with people to help me, I wouldn't have found my dog. And that was a very hard life lesson because I was doing it on my own for a good four or five days. And I was, I'm just going to find her. I'm going to like, I don't need anybody. But then it's like, you, you don't, you, you can't, you, you do need people and they do have value and it is arrogant to pursue the idea that, you know, this person in my life is just completely wasting my time. They're a waste of space. When I could say the same thing about myself as it relates to my relationship to other people that maybe they feel like I'm wasting their time. So I think that is a really good point. And I think, um, when I put myself in a bubble, I control all the factors and, I get a little bit too crotchety and you know what I mean? I need to be a little more flexible and, and waste time quote unquote with people or, or so I have done that with my tasks. I'm still getting there with people cause I still think I'm healing from being so jaded and it's more of an anger towards myself that I allowed people to just walk all over me because I wanted to be liked. Yeah. I, th I think, you always have to have certain people that can trump anything else that's going on. Okay, like your wife or a really good friend or something like that. And certainly things like unexpected tragedies kind of trump everything too. And I, I've been guilty at times for not making a person who I say is important in my life to feel like they have my undivided attention okay <laughs> um and that's why you kind of have to be careful with cell phones too because people who are really watching you are, are picking up on the fact that no uh no you aren't giving me your 100 percent undivided attention and that's how you show that you care okay uh i've been around people and this has been like people who are very busy. This has always impressed me. People who are very busy and get a lot of things done. And yet when you're around them, they feel like you're the only person in the room. Uh, they make you feel like that. And how do they do that? How do they, you know, maybe it's a practice thing, but you know, it could, it may only be for five minutes and maybe 10 or 15 minutes, but, and then they're gone. But for that 10 or 15 minutes, you were the only person in the room because they focus just on you. And I, I, uh, I was always so impressed with the ability to do that. And I would love to have that too. But it does mean that you also have to be able to see these other things that 
don't require your 100% attention and maybe even should be you know disregarded entirely and to, and to have the will to to just do that uh, to just kick it to the curb if you need to or whatever you want to call it uh, because it's not something you want to spend your time doing or a person that you want to necessarily engage you know for you know a longer period of time doesn't mean you're disrespectful or unkind because you never want to go there but i'm just saying that um, with all the things that are pulling at your time, there has to be a prioritization method that you use to determine how you're going to respond to people and, and for how long. And, you know, uh, that, that, that gets me, a, that gets to be a tough one. Um, I agree. I think I, uh, two quick little anecdotes. They're not long cause I know we have a hard stop. Um, we were all talking, me and my wife and another couple and everybody was talking and I kept talking. And then I was like, that was a great conversation. And my wife is like, oh my gosh, they wanted to cut the conversation 20 minutes ago, but you just continued it. And I was like, oh, well, I felt guilty because I haven't seen them in a long time. And she's like, they were trying to exit and you would just keep going around the barn. And I was like, so, so much of my guilt like I was talking another one, I was talking to my cousin and then I was like, I really have to go. I'm so sorry. I'm cutting it short. And he was like, I'm so proud of you. And I was like, what? He's like, this is the first time you've stopped the conversation. Normally we talk for hours and I, I don't have time for that. And I was going to tell you that, but I know that we both struggle with that. So then my own guilt, because Oh, I haven't talked That's to this good. person in four four weeks. I need to talk to them for four hours. It's like you don't need to talk to them for four hours. They don't want you to talk to them for four hours. So that was to, something that I learned recently. Two suggestions on that line: give the give the people a, a level of permission. Maybe it's by just saying, "How much time do we have?" I don't know what your schedule is. I don't know how much. How much time do we have to talk? And I'll keep us to that. The other thing with your wife, because women are so intuitive, give give your wife the permission to, to nudge you in a certain way that you know that's that specific nudge. Uh, it doesn't mean anything else. It means this. Um, that's funny you say that because she touches my leg. And I kid you not, Dad, 95% of the time, I have no idea why. <laughs> I just like stop <laughs> or I exit the conversation in like the next 30 seconds. But I have no, like I didn't pick up on any of this, but she'll just touch me and I'm like, Oh, I shouldn't continue talking about this. Okay. Like, I don't know why. Wow. That's cool. Well, this has been good. Um, I, you know, I know that we've talked about certain things several times as we've gone in this podcast. I think it's kind of a, the lesson in that is that there are some things that it's an ongoing journey to get better at. And some of that journey is inch by inch. So, and that's okay. It's good to interact with others. And uh, it's nice to know that you're not the only one struggling with some things. Cause I, I, I know I'm still struggling with uh, people and how do I, you know, because I still feel guilty about some things like with Facebook. I get contact from cousins and whatever on Facebook, and you're thinking, well, so 
how deep do you want to go? How much do you want to interact? Do you, um, I've got things going on. Do I really want to do this? <laughs> and so it becomes difficult. Um, but I mean, thank God for the people. I did have another friend that I kept going back and forth being like, oh, my, I'm so sorry. And he's like, dude, stop. Don't apologize. You're busy. I'm busy. We tried. Didn't work. It's yeah. fine. You don't owe me anything. And it was such a freeing experience. So I totally agree with you. And with the podcast, I'll be a people pleaser till the day I die. Till the day I die. I think it's just I think we're bringing more solutions than complaining. That's well, positive. and and I think the thing about is as I'm thinking about what I just said about you know asking how much time do we have or are you do you need to be somewhere just showing respect for someone else's time. So you have an idea about how to size down possibly what you want to say just out of respect for them and their time. Um, I know I need to do that too. So, well, I got to be off to my next meeting. So this sure. has been good. Thank yeah, you. That's been really good. So we'll be more consistent. That's, that's yes. my goal. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, buddy. Take care. All right. Take care.